Hey guys, welcome to the Eye of the Watchers podcast, where we give you all the information you need to get hyped about League of Legends esports. I am Sam, aka Just Casual. Um, since this is the first episode, just introduce myself a little bit. Uh, I do other podcasts with League of Legends. I've prattled here and there with esports, and this is basically like my big first kind of League of Legends esports podcast. And I'm super excited to do this with my co-host Manny, aka Manster four one five. Yes. Or just Manster, because that's just like I mean, <laughs> either one. It's 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 a long list of either the number or no number. But hi everyone, my name is Manny Manster Gomez, and I am a League of Legends coach for a collegiate team in Georgia Southern University's collegiate team, to be more exact. Um, I love League of Legends. I love esports and. League of Legends esports is one of my specialties. I actually had a radio show uh, a year ago about esports uh, within League of Legends, and so I'm really excited to do this with my good friend Sam. Yeah, you're referring to me, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> of All course. Right, so for, <laughs> for this first episode, yeah, we're just here to have a good time and give you some good information. But let's get into it. Basically. The topic we're going to be talking about today is the All-Star event that's coming up soon. So basically, if you're not familiar with the All-Stars event, it's where the top players from leagues all around the world battle it out in an ultimate dream team tournament, including a 1v1 tournament. And this year, it's supposed to be even more competitive than ever. So just really quickly, I want to list three things that we've decided are probably the most uh, most interesting reasons to watch All-Stars if you guys aren't are not familiar with it, or maybe you just uh weren't interested in it before this year you should be checking out because one there's a 1v1 tournament which is super super hype two we have pros playing on the new preseason patch and then three if you're a fan of specific players or these super teams it is really really exciting but before we get into breaking those reasons down let's get you details if you are interested in what all stars is about and where to check it out man you want to talk about that yeah of course so details December 7th through the 10th is the main dates of the tournament. It's going to be 3 p.m. Pacific time. So for everyone that had trouble watching Worlds because of it being in China, you're in luck, actually, because it is going to be in L.A. You can always watch any of this content within twitch.tv slash riotgames and youtube.com slash lolesports. Uh, so that's pretty much like where you can catch it, what time it starts. It officially starts 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, and then what? it's like 5 p.m. Central. Um, for all the regions that are going to be there, obviously there are a lot of leagues, but we are going to be seeing the main regions as well as three wildcard regions um, that were kind of like chosen due to their um, power ranking in a way. Um, so that's China which is the LPL, Europe with the ULCS, Korea with the LCK. We have Thailand, pretty sure, with the LMS. Uh, North America with the NALCS. We're going to have Southeast Asia which with the GPL. Uh, we'll go into a little bit more detail about them because the way they're choosing the team is a bit different. But uh, Turkey, and CCL, and Brazil with the CBLOL. So as Sam was mentioning before, um, this year... Uh, I mean, all all star events have been you choose your favorite players that you want to see play. Uh, the huge difference is that this year Riot Games wanted to make this a lot more serious. They they wanted to make sure that 
the games were taking like it wasn't as jokingly as you know previous two years with Team Fire, Team Ice. So this year they actually locked all the fan votes to your region. So you had to be of a specific region to vote for a specific team. So everyone voted for the players. Um, you know, there's going to be teams in two groups for best of one round robin. You know, similar to, let's say, Worlds groups, but because a lot, like, less teams. Uh, if you're a fan of the ULCS, it's kind of like what they were doing. Um, except it's just the best of one. And the top two teams from each group advance to a best of three semifinal bracket based on group stage performance. The finals will be a best of five, all played in the LA LCS studio. And then we have also the 1v1 tournament. Sam, want to yeah, break that one- down for us? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, so for the 1v1 tournament, we're going to only be having 16 players, so it doesn't take all day long or all weekend long. So with 16 players... Two of these players are from each region and region, and they're chosen by the coach of that region, actually. The round of 16 and the quarterfinals are best of one, and then the semis and the finals are a best of three. So that will be really exciting. So let's just jump into it. Why we hinted this, we hinted at this before, why we should be watching All-Stars, what's getting us hype about it. And the first thing we mentioned is 1v1 tournaments. Manny, what's so exciting about these 1v1 tournaments? Well, Man, I every year I see All Stars, the one v one tournament is always like so hype. You always have like these crazy moments, you know. And I think this year it isn't really different, as even though it's not as fun, quote unquote. I mean, it is going to be still fun to watch, but it's not as a quirky tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one v ones, it's like will Faker, you know, potentially be the the one v one god, you know? Like it's usually Uzi doing really good. So I think like it's really fun to see, you know all these singular players play whatever champion to try to prove that they're the best mechanically. Yeah. And I think, I think again, with a preseason patch, there's going to be some crazy stuff that you can do. I think there's going to be a lot of things that aren't figured out. Right. And then it's interesting because the meta evolves during the whole one V one tournament. So we'll see what kind of cheese people can bring, you know, picking these one-off champions that are just, complete counter to like everyone's playing caitlin so i'm gonna play the hard counter to caitlin in this weird situation with this weird rune page and stuff like that so i'm really excited about that also uzi or uzi is uh the reigning champ from last year so he's here again so we'll see if he defends his title um there are gonna be a lot of good contenders i think yeah it's gonna be really interesting and i think what you mentioned is great for the entire tournament really um, it hasn't been said which patch they're officially going to play on, but we know that it is going to be the preseason patch mm-hmm. uh, for throughout the tournament, both 1v1s and the actual region versus region. Mm-hmm. Um, it If it's not the brand new like one, which would include Zoe, which uh, we were talking about you know, before the show, we don't think it, that she would actually be there because she's such a new champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be played on 7.22, which is, you know, first preseason patch. And I think that it's just really, really fun, right? Like, I think this preseason, I've been having so much fun with it. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of brought new life to the game. It's really interesting. I, and, you know, finally being able to see the pros do what pros do, you know, yeah, it's, it's going to be really 
meta changing, I think, overall. Yeah, so as we've jumped into that second point that it's in the preseason patch, I mean, if you if you watch the LCS at all or any pro league at all, the meta and just what people are picking in games and what the flavor of the month is all like trickles down from professional play. And since we haven't had professional play yet, or there's been a few like we there's been a few tournaments like the Green All Stars is playing played on the preseason, and then we talked about uh, the Kespa Cup, which is in Korea, is also being played yes. in the preseason patch. But most likely, if you guys are listening to this, you're probably in North America or maybe Europe, and you probably aren't following those scenes. Um, most people yeah. aren't on the Western Hemisphere. That being said, you might. But so this will probably be the first exposure that most of us the majority of us will have to the preseason and like what people are thinking is good um so yeah that's yep. super exciting and then you know you're gonna have that like person playing i don't know what's mortar kaiser mid or mortar kaiser jungle because it was played on the preseason patch and you're gonna be like terrified because it sucks uh, except in pro play or something you're gonna get some weird stuff happening and you're gonna be angry in your solo queue games i think from this yeah oh of course i mean you know, we've seen in Korea that Tristana jungle has been kind of like a niche pick. So I don't know, maybe we see it in this tournament. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's it's a really cool. And, you know, what Sam was saying is true. Like, yeah, like there are some tournaments that we've seen. And, you know, not all pros stream, right? So if a pro that you follow is coming to the tournament, you'll finally be able to see kind of like what they want to play, how they play it, you know, what the runes they play like you'll see a lot a lot of cool stuff with that and i'm really really excited for for that in particular yeah absolutely so yeah let's actually so you've kind of are segueing us into all these points and i'm loving it so the third (laughs) point is uh if you're fans of specific players or the fans of like seeing these player different players from different teams interact and kind of creating that dream team or the all-star team or super teams um, this is the time that it happens because you don't see that happen unless by chance uh, the rosters get mixed up uh, somewhere in the preseason going into the actual season. But then, I mean, they're pretty much locked for uh, the season. So we get to yeah. see some crazy, crazy combination of players that are working, playing together. And that can get really, really exciting. Yep, I, I completely agree. I mean, the thing is also, yeah, you can be a fan of, you know, a team. For example, you could be a fan of TSM, but man, you know, you really like Aphromoo and you don't really want to say it, but you know, now you, you'll, you're <laughs> going to be able to see Aphromoo play, right? With Bjergsen, you know, you're going to be able to see Hanser play. Like there's, there's a lot of champions, uh, a lot of champions. Oh yes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pros um, that, you know, you would like to see play together that are, are finally going to be able to do that, you know, like, and Sam, like, like what you were saying is, is so true. You know, like unless Team Liquid decides to buy everyone in the world, uh, you you won't really <laughs> have like these super teams occur like that 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 often. So I think it, it's really really fun. Um, you know, and even though this this term is not supposed to be as quirky, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a Rift Rivals. You know, like Rift Rivals became like this new new thing this year, but I think it was so much fun. You know, I I think it was like great seeing like these players play against other regions you know without necessarily going to msi necessarily going to world so i think it kind of adds that element as well cool and i'm really excited for it yeah yeah so um 
a few things I actually want to talk about with that. Um, we will be doing a future episode. Probably our next episode, we'll be talking about a little more of the rosters or like some hype matchups and why you should be watching certain teams. So keep an, yes. keep an ear out, I guess, for that. Uh, but besides that, right now, Manny, is there any teams or specific players that you're really excited uh, to see from this event? I'm always excited to see Korea. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think Baker, especially after, you know, like the tragic loss of of uh, SKT. You know, I mean, to some people it was really hype loss <laughs> for them. But um, I think seeing him come back, you know, I mean, yes, we, we have the Kespa Cup. But like you were saying, it's kind of like difficult. But seeing him like perform with other people, I think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think Korea is always a, a one to watch, and obviously NA gotta gotta keep our hopes open. Maybe we can win something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows, right? <laughs> and the interesting <laughs> thing about this is that uh, we don't know how competitive people are going to be in this. I mean, last year I think everyone, like players, were really really competitive about the one v one because obviously they wanted to be like crowned the best player singular and like. My team's not holding me back this year or something like that, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. So <clears throat> who knows what kind of upsets you might see, which is also really exciting because then you could be like, wow, like, you know, we're going to have that NA versus EU matchup if that if that happens in the group stages or whatever. Um, that will be super hype because whoever wins is like, hey, even though Rift Tyro happens, now we know that EU is better or NA is better and you'll have stupid bragging rights for like until MSI, you know? So yeah, there's going to be... I think there's going to be some fun stuff. I And then, yeah, like you mentioned, Korea. Holy moly. Their yeah. team roster looks absolutely scary. <laughs> Stacked. So, yeah, I'm super excited Just... to see how uh, how well they'll steamroll or also what kind of, like, fun picks they'll bring out depending on how, yeah, for how sure. serious they approach this. Yeah, it could be really yeah, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Granted, like again, like we we were told that it was supposed to be more more serious event. Doesn't mean like the picks and stuff necessarily like are gonna be like dead serious, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, things that we are losing from last year's all stars to this year's, you know, there's no more tandem mode. Uh, which in case you guys don't know, tandem mode is one person playing on the keyboard, the other person on a mouse, uh, stuff like that, like. It, it you know it loses like these quirky game modes but i think it still keeps like these competitive aspects of it that are going to be like really fun to watch yeah um actually what a great segue for something that's not in the show notes that i actually on the cuff want to <laughs> put into this um you know i definitely don't want this i want this podcast to like hype up people to get into watching the lcs you know sometimes when you're just playing the yes. game, it's hard to get into the LCS. And we plan on describe like helping you guys understand more and more about like why, for example, pick and bands is interesting, so you can enjoy that, or uh, why explain things that happen that just don't make sense, or hopefully you can bring something into your solo queue games, or just like playing just something you've learned from what we're the content that we're trying to create. So with that, I don't want us to be, always be like, wow, Riot's doing awesome, and wow, League of Legends is great, and LCS is so much fun. Like, we don't want to fake that. So I do want to add a little segment that's not on our show notes right now about just, like, kind of what we're worried about or what are the, what people are saying negatively about this event. And you, you kind of hinted at that, that there's no more, or not hinted at, <laughs> you flat out said, uh, the format has changed. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as serious. Before we had like just fun games where you had like one for all. So everyone was like playing a 5v5 Blitzcrank game, which was entertaining or 
like you said, tandem mode where people are playing, one player is playing keyboard, one player is using the mouse and all these kind of stuff. So now we're going to the a more competitive. And I think the big critique about that is like, no one's still going to take it serious or people are saying that no one's still going to take it seriously because everyone's on off season. No one cares. What are the bragging? Like, it's just for bragging rights. Like, do people care about bragging rights? Uh, you know, Kespa Cup is going on right now. How much is Korea actually going to be working on, like, preparing for the All-Star events, right? Uh, what are your opinions on that? Right. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I really enjoyed last year's, you know, and I think the year before, just seeing, like, the fire and ice, like, oh, you know, it's EU versus NA, and then China versus Korea, you know, like... And I think it was like super, super hype. And last year was in Barcelona, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. You know, and and it's it was like so cool, right? Like you get to travel the world, you get to see all these cool things. You know, casters get to see, and you know, and you get to see your your favorite casters from different regions, like casting a one v one, casting this. You know, you you got so much more information, and I feel it's kind of getting lost. Mm-hmm. A bit, mm-hmm. you know. I think. I mean, we we also talked about this uh, last week, just when, when we had our you know conversation about this episode. Was that it's just in the LCS studio, so it's like tickets are already sold out, you know. Like, and people, sure, like some people are gonna have lots of fun. And I think it's still again a great thing, but like it, it loses kind of like the squirkiness, which. You know, like the NBA basketball, like all stars, right? Like NBA all star mm-hmm. event, like they have crazy like three point contests, the slam dunk contests. Yeah. You know, in baseball, you see the home run derby. You know, like you, there's so many things that in other sports that you see like these crazy kind of game modes, and I feel like league decided to step step away from that. I'm kind of interested, you know, I'm, I'm on how it's truly gonna pan out, but. It, also a little bit you know upset that it's not as quirky as as it was because tandem mode i think was one of my favorites (laughs) for sure you know uh there's nothing like seeing bjergsen and faker play together not only is there a language barrier but you're one of them is using a mouse and the other one's using keyboard you know (laughs) like it's 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 like all like stuff like that you know and you're kind of like losing that a bit um it's funny because, like, how cool would it be to see all the support players playing, like, Dark Star Thresh? Like, the Dark Star game yeah, mode, right? Yeah, that, that would be... be really fun. That'd be really cool. Um, I, Yeah, yeah, I don't really... I, I, or, like, everyone playing Earth. Yeah. You have, like, Faker choose a random champion, just go crazy on yeah. Earth. And, and what Riot <laughs> says, like, I'm reading off the article, it says, we feel that pulling them pulling them out of their competitive mindset to play one-off fun game modes would inherently divert their focus and take away from the competitive of the main, competitiveness of the main event. Like, and that's, and that's fair. Like, I, I'm not going to, like, because maybe, you know, we don't know. We, me and you personally don't know. What if teams are like, oh, man, we have to go to All-Star, right? For, like, the fans, it's it's a treat to watch, right? Yeah. But I think the best way to compare it, actually, you know, this, like, All-Stars is kind of like to the NFL, like the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. No one cares about the Pro <laughs> Bowl. 
TB, TBH, yeah. you know, if you do, I'm sorry, I don't mean to insult, but, uh, you know, and it's more of like a serious game, right? Uh-huh. It's not as quirky and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like, I get it, you know, especially because it's like, this is right before a new season, maybe teams are just saying, hey, we want to, we, you know, we still want to practice, like, seriously, you know, we, you know, we need to get ready for a new season, like, there's so many changes going on in teams, maybe the teams were complaining about it, but... Maybe the players were like, yeah, you know, it's not worth mm-hmm. it. And I still don't think they fixed that. I still don't think it's worth it for players to go. I mean, I'm pretty sure Double Lift talked about this in like a tweet or something. It's like you you don't get anything for winning it, I'm pretty sure, aside from like bragging rights. Or at least they haven't announced. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I got to go. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, think, so, I think one thing that they could implement is like, after group stages and you've been eliminated, maybe like now you can still see your favorite like favorite players play silly games, right? So then you're removed from the competitiveness because you are out of the competition. So what's the what's the harm for the players to be doing that, right? So if you still make it through, right. then it, yeah, it sucks that you don't see uh, Faker probably, who I'm guessing will get out of group stages, like playing silly modes with someone else. But at least you still have silly modes, and you'll have like some good highlights, and I think you'll still hype up them, hype it up, and have like people that want to watch the silliness still still give them that outlet to get hyped about or get hyped about all stars. And then you know you might bring those people into like watching actual competitive League of Legends and be like, wow, this is actually really cool, right? And vice versa, you could yeah. see people that are super super like, oh meta, and you have to pick these and stuff like kind of chill out and enjoy like a silly game mode. I don't know. Right. But yeah, I think I think it's it's an interesting uh experiment mm-hmm. that Riot Games is doing. Um I think kind of like to truly dive in. I I mean 100% it's changing next year. Like there's no way it stays the same way and there's no way it's also in the NALCF studio. You know, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it might go to EU or something or it might go to a huge yeah, venue. Who knows. Exactly. So like I think I think it's going to be, they did all these quirky things, so maybe they're going to scale back and try to find that happy medium, sure. right? See, like, the reception and stuff. Yep, yep. Uh, we'll, we'll probably see a bunch of Reddit posts about whether it's not fun. Cool. But So the second thing that you've <laughs> segued us into yet again, location. Yeah. So if you if you guys haven't read the full article or just kind of curious, like why is it going to be in the NALCS studio? Because if you've ever been there, I think I think the broadcast does a really good job in showing that it's uh, hiding, that it's actually a really, really small venue. I've been there. I was so shocked how small it was. Probably holds maybe 200 people, 100 people maybe. It's pretty small. I want to say, I want to say it's, it's a, I want to say that your original guess of 200 is probably closer. Mm-hmm. I want to say maybe an in-between would be safe, like maybe 150, yeah. uh, give or take. But yeah, it's not It's not like huge. Yeah. I think because they have two scenarios, like scenes, right? Which is like the battle arena and like the mm-hmm. uh, studio. Like, I don't know. But I think, yeah, it's, it's not like neither are, are like big. Yeah, so I think I think the interesting thing about this is the when I when I first heard this, I was kind of freaking out, like, why would you do that? Like, people want to buy tickets, people want to go watch their favorite. Like, 
I would love to be able to watch Faker if it was in the LA area because I can't fly to Korea and watch Faker. Like, that'd be so cool. Or if I want to meet the players and stuff like that. So I was so surprised when they were going to be like, hey, we're holding it in a small studio rather than like, a, like they don't need to sell at the Staples Center, but they can go to somewhere bigger, you know, like some arena or some like rec center. I, I don't know, somewhere. But then actually, I think they make some really good points in the article where basically they want to keep it really chill for the players. And uh, yeah. they're focusing on the player experience rather than the live audience, which I think is actually really good because we mentioned this before. You're removing players from like right before a competitive, uh, before the competitive season starts up. You know that means they're losing practice time with their teams. They're not scrimming. They're kind of uh, maybe having more fun, or maybe this is okay because they're staying competitive in the All Star events. I'm not really sure. So actually, I think that's actually a very good uh, call by Riot to kind of like make sure that we can make sure that we're in a location that we know, we're in a venue that we know, and we can like really cater and make sure like the players have uh, food that we're aware of, they're in housing that's like uh, acceptable that we, we are familiar with and stuff like that to kind of make sure the players kind of have it really easy. And especially for the NALCS players, um, it's going to be like, you know, their front yard. So, yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, sadly, I didn't get tickets, but as as the event got closer, I was like, man, I really, sh- I really just want to go to LA like for three days mm-hmm. and try to meet Faker, like you know, like because you're right, it's not common that you know, especially for our listeners, like you know, unless you you have a lot of cash and you could go to Korea whenever you want, it's like usually like not that typical yeah so i think like being able to meet some of your idols in other regions it's like really cool mm-hmm. uh so I, i'm pretty sure you know i'm i don't see a reason why they wouldn't do fan meets especially in the nalcs studio you know like they do that after every game and stuff so i think it'll be it'll be interesting i mean you know it, it's it's a lot more player driven and i'm okay with that but i also want to have fun watching it so i think it's going to be an interesting you know watch to see sure to see how it goes cool um manny is there anything else that you want to mention about just kind of like the critique about the event um you know like not really i think maybe i i wasn't i i understand why they locked the region voting mm-hmm. but it was very upsetting not to be able to vote for some of my favorite players in other <laughs> you regions you just want to vote for korea right <laughs> not just korea like i like there's like for example uh notably um for for uh, europe no no uh, player from g2 is going yeah that's crazy and it's like they're the best team in EU, right? Like supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> I mean, they they have won four consecutive years EU, mm-hmm. so four consecutive splits. I mean, but um, you know, like, like I I think I I'm not a huge fan of G two, but I think there's some players that deserved it, right? Yeah. So it's like not being able to vote for them. It's like yeah, it's kind of upsetting. But I I think that that would be my other like my final like. <laughs> 
quirk about that. It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's you it's know. painful because we can't just send like everyone. We can't just like make like five teams and like group them all together. Right. And, you know, it's it's interesting because I think at least for NA, I believe it's mostly a, it's a um, popularity contest, really. It's like voting for a homecoming king and queen, right? Uh, at least yeah. that's my opinion. I might be wrong. But I think that plays heavily into it, you know. You might have like a like a really really for exa- for example, Xmithy is probably one of the top junglers in NA, but Mike Young got it, which actually I was surprised, but Mike Young has a lot of like hype around him. And yeah. I'm super excited yeah, that he's going. Sure. I'm really happy he's going, but Xmithy is a player that never I felt was always uh never had a presence when it came to popularity you know he was kind of quiet he doesn't get like involved in like uh trash talk as i don't think he gets involved in trash talk he doesn't have like a brand he's not super uh active on social media compared to other people but he's yeah and he he got beat out by mike young who has i think more pizzazz behind him just especially as a rookie um yeah yeah i i agree i mean i i think probably like out of like the regions that Took it the most seriously. I want to say it's definitely Korea and China. Yes. Like Korea, you only have Faker, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's not like, oh, because for example, you know, like Huni or Smeb, right? Like, granted, I'm not there, so I can't pr- say. But like from from what I know, you know, like Smeb is a very popular like top laner. It's like he got beat out by Kuve, so it's kind of like a. Well, Kuve won. We want to win again, you know. Like he won the worlds, like, <laughs> and so I think it, it was very interesting, very like, like, it's it 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 still kind of is like a popularity contest, but it's more oriented of like, yeah, we want to win. Um, I follow a bunch of people on Twitter, uh, of of you know like, um, esports, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure someone from from Brazil was like. Brazil, it's like a hundred percent popular contest. Like, if they wanted to send like, you know, players that would actually be good, like they ended up like sending no one that was like that could have given them a chance to win. And again, could be an opinion, but like that's what I I heard. But um, I think I think that's kind of like, it kind of sucks. But I mean, <laughs> it is an all star event, you know, like that. Every all star event is like that. Yeah. So. I don't think I don't see like as as big of an issue from that. Gotcha. Cool. All right. I think um, is that is that it? Are we good? I I think I think we're set. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, yep. Um, that was the first episode of the Eye of the Watchers podcast. We covered the All Star event. Why you guys should be watching. Why we are hyped for it. The next episode will probably be on talking a little more about the matchups, the teams, and the players. So. Keep an eye out and an ear out for that when that gets posted. Besides that, thanks for listening to this episode. And we would love to hear your feedback. You can tweet us, tweet us, email us, or whatever um, ways to contact us will be in the episode description. Besides that, yes. uh, we good to go, Manny? Yeah, we're all <laughs> set. Again, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you liked it. First of many. First of many. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.